You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Impact Power Sports Studio. I got my Impact Power Power Sports gear on today. Everything looks a little slanted, though. Are you seeing that in the video? Do I look? Does it look like the old 1960s uh, Batman? I have some explaining to do. Yeah, that, I, I definitely can't handle the angle. That thing is screwed up i don't know i don't even know if that's gonna help top-notch operation here on the eric zane show podcast uh yesterday i sat down here i was getting ready to do this show and then all of a sudden um there's a little icon that um tells you that you're you're hooked up you know the internet and uh it's switched to the other icon which means you are not hooked up to the internet and so I'm like, okay, well, uh, what's going on? I checked the, uh, you can go online and check outages and it's, it gives you the green check mark. You're all good. Everything's awesome. I go, well, it's not. So I go downstairs and I, uh, it, it's just remarkable to me that this is the, um, razor's edge that I'm walking on to do this show. I go downstairs and I, uh, unplug the modem which um, connects to a hard wire system. I actually have a hard line going from that modem to here. All right. I don't have to rely on like Wi-Fi. It's hardwired right into the damn thing. I run the wire all the way through the house, but something's amiss. So your old pal easy is trying to uh, troubleshoot. 
I shut that all down. Then I, uh, and my computer is all shut down. You know, any person, any engineer will tell you, all right, you got to restart it. Now, I don't know if that was taught at engineering school or if that's just what people have figured out over the years. Now, ultimately, that is what did it. But at that time, I shut it all down. I uh, I, I spoke to you all and um, that, hey, it's good. I, I went on my phone and did a little video. I said, hey, I'm good. I don't know what's going on. It's all wacky. And then everybody immediately is trying to help. You know, I've got, it's it's flying at me. I'm hearing, oh, do hot spot. Oh, call Blue Frost IT. Uh, call this. And I'm like, ah, okay, that's all good. But I got to, I got to stick with what, I got to try what I, what has been effective in the past. Shut it all down. Restart it all. Nothing. I go, okay, well, um, I've got, I'm kind of under the gun today. So I, uh, I, I got to get the show started. So I went ahead and did the show with no audience, which I used to do that quite a bit, actually. But I haven't done it in some time. There was one moment in particular when I, uh, I needed to get a phone number for uh, WLAV to call into those dickheads because they were, I say that affectionately because I like those people uh, call into their show because I, I, I got a uh, message that they had mentioned me and called me a rat bastard or something like that. So on yesterday's show, you'll hear me calling into WLAV. It was fun. But I actually felt very, very comfortable doing that show alone. I was like, you know, I... I, I, I love doing it when there is that interaction, but just the one time it felt good to like, okay, let's just sit down and talk and do our thing. It actually moved better than I thought it would. I didn't feel as uh, jacked as I thought I was going to be without having anyone here. Uh, Tyler says, I was white knuckling it because I couldn't type out any jokes when I was listening. Yeah, you know, that's what you're used to now. Tyler is a head joke writer uh, in a volunteer sense on the Eric Zane Show podcast. You know who actually is a, a pretty good joke writer? If you can get by um, all of the extra baggage, which hasn't manifested in quite some time, so that's good, uh, is Kenny actually writes good jokes from time to time. I give him... Uh, I give him a, at least a C plus B minus on the jokes. Linda says it was funny when you asked up, uh, asked us to look up the WLAV number that gives you an idea of where my brain is, how focused, how used to it. I am interacting with you. The chat is my call in line. Okay. Tyler refers to Kenny as quite a jokester. Aram says, easy always has an Apollo 13 workaround. You have to. You have to have the workaround. So it, um, then, you know, what's funny is I, I told you about how I restarted everything and, and nothing worked. I was, it was ruined. Like, All right, well, I'm doing a show. Get that show done. And then um, I did the whole damn thing again. I shut the computer down. I shut uh, the modem down, unplugged it all. Five minutes, plugged it all back in, works fine. 
what that's that's mysterious. What is going on there? I mean, what a what a finicky contraption we have. That is uh, very alarming to me. There's got to be a different type of backup. I don't think that um, I'm comfortable. I'm going to have to talk to the engineering staff of the Eric Zane Show podcast about a uh, a more comfortable backup setup. And I actually am going to need that more extensive backup arrangement because of, um, well, as I started talking about Monday, rather quickly, there has been a change in the landscape at Eric Zane Productions LLC, which actually is a company. One employee, S Corp, EZ, that's it. Eric Zane Productions LLC, LLC, not LLZ, um, was approached recently about taking a gig, a radio gig. Offer on the table. I accepted it. That's all I can really tell you other than the idea that this show is going to start later. The idea was floated about this uh, morning arrangement. All right. And um, I said, yeah, I want to do it live. We'll do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. So that is that is happening. Um, probably March. I'm guessing. Um, I'm guessing uh, uh, mid to late March, right around there. Mike says voice tracking or live, definitely live, a 100% live morning show. And there are ways that you can all get involved. I will not keep it a secret as to how you are to listen. So. You will start every day listening to EZ uh, doing a actual morning show on the radio. It has been more than five years. Uh, I am taking a job. Um, someone made me a bet and said, do you think you can try to take Michael Gray's job again? So that is what I've done. Uh, this is the big announcement. I called Montana Radio Company or whatever the hell they are. And I said, you got a guy on there who's retarded. You're going to need to replace him with EZ. And they said, okay. And they fired Michael Gray for the third time. I am taking over Michael Gray's job. That is all a lie. Zero of that is true. But you, you have to wonder. If anybody reached out to him and said, hey, EZ's talking about getting back in the game. Are you okay? I have uh, more than one person who is a a dear friend of mine. Uh, I have uh, Jeff Risden, great pal, and uh, and also um, Nick down in uh, Houston, Texas. And um, I think it's Nick. I think Nick knows Michael Gray. I think I'm pretty sure he does. And they all like heap praise on Michael Gray. Uh, I do not. I do not like Mike. I didn't like Michael Gray when I was competing against him. 
Uh, I didn't like Michael Gray when I met him at the Super Bowl and we supposedly buried the hatchet. I wasn't buying it then. Okay. Now, this guy doesn't like me because every time I need a job, I go get his job. I needed a job in Grand Rapids and I took his job. After I lost that job, I needed a job in Grand Rapids. The first place I went was wherever Michael Gray was on the air. And I knew that if I follow the breadcrumbs of Michael Gray to a radio station, in his wake, there would be no audience and coworkers who don't like him. And that was the case when I moved in into his job at Cumulus. Uh, I've done nothing to that asshole other than be good at radio and take his job. That's the only thing I've ever done to that prick. So when it didn't work out and I got fired at BBL, okay, um, he wrote, karma, you soft, fat fucking goon. Karma, that's karma. You got fired, karma. What a twat. Well, anyway, my new gig has nothing to do with him. But to get ready for mornings, this has been a long time since I've had to deal with the sheer hour of waking. You're waking in the middle of the night. And, um, being that I have time until this gig starts, I'm like, okay, let's approach this pragmatically. You don't want to upset the apple cart. Big picture is this podcast, uh, other than the time change, cannot suffer in any way, period. You cannot be uh, exhausted from doing a morning show and then, you know, that whole deal. Because I'm sure that that's come up in people's brains. How is he going to do this? So starting Monday, I got up 10 minutes earlier. 6.10 instead of 6.20 to do this show. So it gave me a little bit more time and preparations for that day's show. Making Pooh Bear's lunch, feeding the dogs, letting the dogs outside, preparing to do the show. Tuesday. 6 a.m. Today, 5.50. And I got to work this backwards. And it's going to be weird because yesterday, even though it was only like 20 minutes earlier, I could still sense that there um, was like a change in, there was like a disturbance in the force. You know, like there was something off. Just because I got up 20 minutes earlier as the day got on, I was like, hmm. I don't, I, I, it's really weird when you become an old bastard like this, you can't have really abrupt changes. Like if I decided, okay, Hey, I'm on mornings. I'm going to get up. I'm, I'm not going to do, I'm, I had no plan on like getting myself ready by getting up a little bit earlier every day. And I just decided to go after it. And then day one went from getting up at seven to getting up at, at four. Oh, it'd be so bad. You know, I would, um, I would, I would sign on to the radio and probably like the first word out of my mouth would be the N word or something ridiculous or just, I would not be sharp. 
and then I would cause the station to lose its license. Everybody would be fired and out of work by the time I um, actually got done with the show. And then I would have to do the podcast. I would I would mess that up. Uh, they pull every bit of fiber optics out of my house so that I can't podcast anymore. It'd be awful. So this is how we got to do this. Uh, da- Donut Dan says next, next will you have that girl from the up north TV station trying to take your job with the drive? Yeah, I'm I'm a little lost in that one, Dan. Can you uh mix in some uh, punctuation or or grammar on that question? Reread that and see if it makes sense to you. Because it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what's going on there. Do you mean, and you mean the gold, of course, the Grand Rapids gold. I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Ruby Aurora. My God, that was baffling to me. The whole Ruby Aurora saga. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know who he's referring to, but I'm trying to figure out Next, will you have that girl from the up north TV station trying to take your job with the gold? Wait a minute. I, I, I still don't know what, what, what you're getting at there. I mean, I'm talking about being tired. And you're talking about her taking my job. Is that is that kind of what you were saying, suggesting? Kind of may, maybe I could have figured that one out with context. Either way, yeah, Ruby Aurora is a damn legend. The legend of Ruby Aurora is born okay uh today is another day heading over to iHeartRadio to uh sit in with bill simonson on the huge show this is always great fun bill he is an absolute psychopath and he does not expect he doesn't know where i'm going to go when we start having conversations because He's an absolute troublemaker. He's a complete shit stirrer. And I'll tell him that. I was like, you are a sicko. This is on the air. You are a sick, sick fool. Because the things he says to me trying to get under my skin, which is not possible. Nobody has the ability to get under my skin. No one's skin is thicker. You don't sit here for five years yelling into a camera, screaming at clouds, interacting with dogs, uh, and everybody telling you how much you suck without getting some thick skin. But while I was walking through the radio station, I noticed because what they have there is room after room of studios and they're all empty. And this fantastic equipment in every single one of them. I mean, they spare no expense and and amazingly enough, there's there's no one at the radio station. Like there's no bodies. And I see in one of these auxiliary production studios an old-school reel-to-reel player. Now, these pieces of equipment haven't even been in radio stations for decades. Uh, and they they have one there. And I reached out to the engineers, a guy named uh, Rich Bass. He's really a great dude. I go, dude, what's up with the reel-to-reel? He goes, yeah, I just got that working. 
because he's an old guy like me. And I'm like, he goes, you have any old reel-to-reels? Because that piece of equipment is not going to be there forever. You might want to, uh, if you have any material on reel, uh, get it on there and dub it. And I go, I'm on it. And I have two or three of these reels, old school tape, where back in the day, if you wanted to make an edit, like remove a word or move something around, you had to make a mark on the tape with a white crayon and then physically roll the tape with your hands to where the word ends, make another white mark, pull the tape down onto what's called an editing block, take a razor blade, cut the white mark, uh, the first white mark, and then the other one, and then you you take it out, you physically drop it on the floor, the tape flutters to the ground, and you have a little piece of um, adhesive tape that you then connect. It's a splice. Oh, I was a surgeon with that shit. I have the tapes. I don't know what's on them. Why am I telling you this? It's because this is going to make an appearance on uh, the lost, not the lost Zane recordings. Well, for sure, for sure, who are these Zanes? These are like 60 second commercials and uh, comedy bits that Joe and I used to make that are just shit. And um, you know how it is with me listening back to them is, is well, it, it breaks, it makes me cringe so damn bad. I can't even handle it. But Ben is going to have a field day reviewing this stuff. And I'm also going to take the entire reel and post it on Patreon along with the uh, Who Are These Zanes show. So we have a whole new uh, batch of stuff to get after. Uh, when we review it. And then yesterday, Billy says to me on the air, he goes, so what is this? Who are these free beers? No, actually before that, even he says to me, easy. And I, I'm like, are you kidding me? He says, you should do a show where you take old clips of free beer and hot wings or take clips of free beer and hot wings and review it on your show. And I go, are you kidding me? He goes, no. I go, well, I'm not saying, are you kidding me? Because that's like a good idea or a bad idea. Or I'm, I'm, I can't believe you'd come up with something like that. I'm saying that because I do. We have 13 episodes of who are these free beers where we listen to the show, we pull clips and then we goof on it. And he thought, and I go, we also do who are these Zanes. And I explained to him that concept. I go, do you have old tapes? He goes, yes. I go, well, I need those. We're going to, we need to do, who are these Simonsons? Who are these huges? Who are these bills? And he's all about it. Now he might sound just as retarded on those as he does now. So it might just be, well, Bill, we decided that all they got to do is listen to like today's show and it's going to be the same. I don't know, but I definitely, if anybody, if by chance, anyone listening like Nick in Houston, he's a broadcaster. If you have old air checks, get me that shit. We can review you and rip you a new asshole or anyone at all 
they're, they're, I mean, nobody listens to my show. If anybody is listening who happens to have had any type of broadcast experience, you have to get that to me. I love the concept of expanding the whole review segments. All right. Uh, so you, as you can tell, I'm kind of like uh, on cloud nine right now. I'm very, very energized, and uh, I feel very, very good about um, about the future because in my mind, this is what I had wanted to do now. When I got fired from Cumulus five years ago, I did not have the intention or the plan to um, do a podcast or anything like that. I had no idea. I had two weeks of pay and that's it. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I considered selling motorhomes or cars. Um, you know, I, the BBL thing, no one, no one really listened to it. I was frustrated, upset. Um, and then two days after I got fired, I did the one podcast and, um, that bought me some time because Patreon went through the roof. And I thought, well, I can always put stuff up on Patreon. But the way Patreon works is you have a huge influx of people and then it levels off. A lot of those people drop off. So, but what it did was it bought me about two months worth of uh, time because it was a pretty good chunk of change that came in right away from that within a couple of days. Everybody wanted to help. And, uh, and they still do. I mean, my God, Patreon is, uh, is still a, a unbelievable revenue source and very, very fun. But I didn't have a plan of doing a podcast every single day. It wasn't until about a week that I went, well, if I could just do this every day, maybe I can. And I was like, well, I don't know how to do a podcast every day. I don't think I've got the horsepower to do that. And, and you know, those first ones were 15 minutes, 20 minutes, zero sponsors. But I had about a month or two, like I said, to get some sponsors in place. Big Dick Donnie Veltman with Back Alley Comedy Club was first. And then um, Rick from TC Paintball, second. Henry Steffes was right in there. So in short order, I had three or four sponsors that bought me more time. And I go, all right, I'm just going to do this fucking podcast. And that was it. Um, if you worked it out, worked out the math, out of how many broadcast days um, in five years, there have only been about 10 days that I haven't done a podcast. That's how all in this was. Along the way, figuring out tricks and other ways to, you know, figure this out and make a little money here and do this and bring this person in and buy this piece of equipment. Basically, as long as I had the microphone and a way to record and a camera, I was in business. So, boom, away we go. Ultimately, though, as time passed, I was like, boy, I would love the opportunity to be able to do the podcast and do a radio show. In fact, as it goes, after I left Freebird and Wings, I was ready to start a podcast then. And I said, after I did those 30 YouTube shows, I was like, hey, I want to keep this going. Cumulus said, nope, we don't want you doing a podcast. Now, everything's changed in the landscape of radio. Um, the two entities have merged, online broadcasts and radio. They work hand in hand and feed off of each other now. Um, so nowadays, the idea of me doing a podcast and a radio show 
It's a no-brainer. So I have been saying on this show right here, I would love the opportunity to be able to do a radio show and have it be part of what I do during a regular day to complement what I've already built with the podcast. And, um, well, that day has come. I have, um, it is, I'm literally waiting on paperwork. And it's going to be awesome. I am absolutely stoked about this. So, Tyler writes, how much money do you make with the Griffins? Which is probably something Bill would say. Yes. Uh, Dan says, congrats. It's great to see you excited about this new opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I'd like to say that um, I'm excited every day just talking, you know, being here part of it. And that's what makes this uh, really, really fun because I'm doing the gig, the radio gig, not because I have to or because I need to, but I'd really like to do it. I uh, was approached and I was the last person to think that this was a possibility. uh, In fact, and you'll hear the whole story as time passes. I was in the process last week of hunting down people to take the job that I'm going to take. Like I was calling on behalf of these people friend to friend like one friend reached out to me and said hey do you know anybody uh i don't know let me poke around and then i i made a phone call and uh and so i'm I'm reaching out reaching out to people and lo and behold that all changed and i'll save that for when i actually tell that story because i was like what you what me so i'm stoked that's all that's all i can say about this that is all i can say about this so my day will be get up early again, uh, get ready to do a show, do the show, uh, reset, let the dogs out, and get after the podcast. It should start at 10. Tyler writes, Eric sat down with these big shots and said, look, let's get one thing straight. I don't need you. You need me, capiche." Now, I didn't say that, but it's true. It is absolutely true. Uh, At the end of the day, that's accurate. But I'm not the one to say that, Tyler, you dickhead. I like these people very much. I would never, ever uh, pull that type of trick. But it sounds funny to say, but it's true. (laughs) Okay. Uh, tomorrow is a big fraud Thursday. I'm stoked about that. Uh, ben and I will be doing who are these free beers, but I think we're not going to start till about 635. I don't know if Ben knows that yet because I'll be coming back from iHeart, filling in uh, with Bill. And then uh, that should run till about 720. We'll start the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast after that. After that, those things are both on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I do have my dad today for another edition of Who Are These Meatheads? Who are these meatheads? What the fuck? Dear Meathead. Uh, Ben's theory, Eric working from home, so he's not in the same building as Free Beer and Hot Wings. Can you imagine that? 
If that were the case and it's not, if they said, hey, we want you to come back, I would say, look, I hate all of you. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. Greg, you have to let me punch you in the stomach as hard as I can, first of all. And if you allow that to happen, then and only then will I work for you, but I will not be in the same room with you. Absolutely true. Amanda writes, who are these meatheads just made me laugh out loud? Yeah, we could go back and review old clips of my dad. Uh, if you have a question for dad on Dear Meathead, send it along. Send it along, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I blue-balled you yesterday on a hockey story. And uh, I heard from, I think it was Cole, who said, you blue-balled us. On that story, because I started to tell it, and then I interrupted myself and called WLAV. I have learned that goalie prospects like it when the other team gets lots of shots, provided they make the saves. Sebastian Cosa. It was the 15th overall pick a couple of years ago for the Red Wings, first rounder. They've got big plans for him. He has all the tools to be a fantastic goaltender, and he's getting there. He's only 21. Now, the thing about Sebastian Cosa that will stand out to you, in addition to him being extremely big, he's six foot seven, off skates. So. With the mask on and the skates looking down at you, it's a seven-foot giant. So that makes him looking down on me at five foot seven or whatever I am. I mean, he's a foot and a half taller looking down. And I've never spoken to him ever. So I have no idea of his sensibility, but I'm learning. And I found out from uh, Dog that he's extremely pleasant and um, a little fun, silly, I guess. I mean, he's fucking essentially still a kid, like Joe Gassman when he was getting bullied by the radio show. Uh, I come walking off of the ice in between periods after the first period. And uh, he's done this before where he's he sees me, and because I sit at the scorer's table next to the scorekeeper and the person who controls the... Um, Big scoreboard above the ice. All right. Um, he thinks that I have control over how many shots on goal by the other team. But I'm just the PA announcer. But he sees me, and uh, he's the rest of the team is in the locker room, and he's taking off his pads and putting them on the glove dryer. And he says, hey, hey, uh, they got a few more shots in than what's on the board, hey? I go, Huh? Yeah, yeah, they got they got more a lot more shots, and that's very important to these guys because it affects their save percentage, which is key to them in their progression to up to the NHL. He, he wants to play in the for the Red Wings. I go, oh, okay. So I didn't really know what he meant, and then someone leans into me and says, "He wants you to make sure that that number goes up. That Milwaukee has more shots on goal." And I go, oh. I, I can't do that. I, I, that's not really my gig. All right. 
Next game, same thing. Hey, there was a power play to end that period, eh? I go, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, they had three on the power play. They had three shots on the power play. They didn't go on the board, eh? And I go, oh, well, I, I, I'll, I'll take care of it, Sebastian. He goes, okay, thanks. And he takes his fist and he gives me this gigantic fucking ham hock. He goes, thanks. And he fist bumps me. I go, yeah, all right, buddy. Go to the bathroom. I walk out onto the ice and I walk over to the uh, Dactronic score thing and it says shots. And beep, beep, beep. They had seven shots, the opposition. Now they have 10. Intermission ends. I'm introducing them back onto the ice. Fans, let's welcome back for a second period action. Your Grand Rapids Griffins. And he skates. He's always the first one out. Grabs a water bottle. Goes over. Puts it on top of the net. Turns around. Uh, flips up his uh, his mask to put water on his uh, face. Because they're always like, the motor's running hot, I guess. And he looks up. And he sees that number's change from 7 to 10. And he, like, drops a water bottle. He looks across the ice to the scorer's table. And he goes, yeah, like he pumps his fucking fist. And I'm like, yeah, I got you, bitch. I got you. And uh, so that was fantastic. Period ends. I go back across the ice to go tinkle again. Same thing. Taking off his gear. He sees me. He goes, hey, you did it. Thanks again, eh? And he gives me another fist bump. He's like my fucking buddy now. I go, yeah, it's a bastard. This big, giant ginger, red hair, and just a big, giant. He looks unbelievably big then with all that gear on he fits up like the whole spot in the net the biggest goalie you will ever see jesus uh aram says it seems kind of ridiculous that someone that big guards that little goal it helps for sure Uh, you would think that he'd never ever give up a goal maybe one day he's getting yeah he's improving all the time but i think i had something to do with that so now I expect every time him to say that to me, and I'm going to do my best to fulfill his dream of getting to the NHL by uh, bumping up the shots by the other team. Because his bosses, um, there's a few guys. There's Sean Horkoff. Um, what's his name? What's that fucking guy's name? Dan Cleary. Uh, Chris Draper. Steve Eiserman. Kirk Maltby, they all sit way up top of the arena and watch the game. And they're looking for very specific things to determine the how the player is improving. And it's it's like science to these guys. So if they're seeing that there's more shots on their guy and he's making more saves, it's very, very important, I guess. So I'd like to now typically I don't fraternize with the players after the um um, what was that dickhead coach's name after the Ben Simon incident? I, I don't, I haven't spoken to any players since then. I keep my distance. I don't want anything to do with any players. I don't want to make friends with any players because it just gets somehow it just gets weird and I'll end up fucking something up and people, I'll end up losing more friends. I'll get suspended again. So that's like my new policy, but this seems ridiculously fl- uh, fun, flun. It's very flun. What is my problem today? I'm so excited, I can't even talk. Okay. Your old pal, easy as to go tinkle. 
I had an extra cup of coffee today. You can't tell. I'll be back. All right, all right, all right. Uh, okay. So, anyway, uh, folks that are watching on the show on uh, Facebook, X, and uh, YouTube, well, time to send you on your way. But I uh, want you to get the rest of the show. There's still plenty uh, more that I'll be talking about here. Uh, in order to get that, you have to go to Twitch and just download the Twitch app on your mobile device, and you'll find me when you search Eric Zane Live, all one word. Also, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. That's me, your old pal, EZ. You can also send me an email whenever you want on the shoreliner striping inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. And also, please consider my Patreon. Please consider signing up for seven days free to check out all of the shows that are there. There's a lot of content every week that goes up. A lot more on Patreon than there is on the free platform. And some of it is uh, is my best stuff with uh, Ben Glaze, of course, uh, and uh, the Who Are These Free Beers, Who Are These Zanes shows, all there on Patreon. And you can explore for seven days free at patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay, thanks for checking me out. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. The open and live stream of this show brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Now is the time to start exploring the possibilities of uh, getting into a mortgage to help you buy the home of your dreams, whether it is uh, something you've done many, many times in the past, buying a new home, or if this is a first-time home buying scenario. If that's the case, that's kind of like an anxiety-filled rocket ride where, you know, you're like uh, concerned and scared, anxiety, the the future is, oh my God. I remember when I got my first mortgage, like, oh my God, you mean to tell me I'm on the hook for this much each month? How am I going to do it? It's impossible. Like you're doing it right now, dickhead. Uh, don't worry. There is no such thing as a dumb question if you're uh, going down that road. 231-332-6505 for anything mortgage related get pre-approved today with the mario flores lakeshore team of van dyke mortgage um, and this is especially important if doesn't matter where you are in the u.s when it comes to getting that mortgage reach out to my sponsor no matter where you are the mario flores lakeshore team of van dyke mortgage 231-332-6505 what a time we had at TC Paintball uh, the other day, Sunday, except for the uh, Trenton fart incident. That was despicable. I it still turns my stomach. I cannot believe that came out of that kid's body. Anyway, book an event at TC Paintball. Head to tcpaintballgr.com, longtime sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you're looking for something fun to do, maybe some team building, neighborhood kids, your uh, bro friends, bachelor party, uh, dad's day out, mom's day out, you name it. TC Paintball has everything you need. You have to uh, book that event. Uh, go to tcpaintballgr.com for more information. The insurance expert on the show is Frank Fuss. 
My policy shop insurance. Okay, so if you or someone you know or love is getting set to utilize the Medicare system, navigating that on your own seems daunting. Well, it is daunting. Because at that time, you're probably getting ready to start your Social Security as well. Uh, Frank can help with all of those things. You have an expert in your corner uh, for life. And it doesn't cost you anything. I know that always sounds ridiculous and in a way too good to be true, but that's how the insurance in, uh, industry works. Frank is out there to um, bridge the gap between consumers and insurance companies that don't spend a lot of money on advertising. He is the advertising. So his services cost you nothing, whether it's what we just talked about or buying insurance in the marketplace through Obamacare or uh, any type of life insurance or uh, homeowner's insurance, car insurance. Uh, Frank does it all. Schedule an appointment by going to the site buyinsurancehere.com. That's buyinsurancehere.com. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official dot com slash video lock. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Great question by Kenny. Any chance of setting up a camera at the new gig and including it here too? 
everything's on the table. I have thought of that. Um, we shall see. The main thing uh, first that needs to happen is just get on the air. And I don't, I, I want you to know as an audience, I can kind of like tell you this in advance. The way I uh, plan on approaching this is pretty basic to start. It's a little different with this audience than with a brand new audience who hasn't heard you. There's going to be a lot of that butt sniffing going on where, you know, I'm explaining who I am, why I'm there, how I got there, uh, my personal life, which, as you all know, has been the pretty much the lifeblood of anything that I do is being telling those stories. So that will happen in that regard. But you can't just go and just drop it on them. You know, you got to you got to ease into that. So this is going to seem very basic and you might be like, what the hell? When is he going to when is he going to tell the story about the hot zester or when is he going to tell the story about that when he killed the hamster? Yeah, that that that's not day one. Those things need to happen organically. So you will have a uh, extensive knowledge of me that gives you an advantage. But I don't want you to hold that against me. Okay. I I plan on doing this for a long, long time. A long, long time. So the last thing I want to do is just uh, go in there and alienate everybody. And they play music. And get this. Should I say this? Should I not say this? No, I shouldn't say this. I'm not going to say this. Brandis hasn't been here for a couple days. She says, I'm out of the loop. What has happened? Someone fill me in. I'll fill you in. The show's going to start later in the day, very soon. In a few weeks, I'll be starting the show later in the day because I'll be doing a radio show live every day. Okay? A morning radio show. And then when I'm done with that, I will get to the podcasting day that's essentially it linda has a question are you replacing someone who's not michael gray or are they just playing music now um i cannot answer that right now because if i give too much information away uh, i will be I'll be stepping out of line. You know, I haven't even really even started and I don't want to be stepping out of line yet. So I can't say that yet. Brandon says, big news. Congrats, buddy. Thank you. It's been a long time. Been a long, long time. All right. Uh, Dear Meathead coming up in moments. Uh, Ryan says, was this all announced this morning? Congrats. Well, actually, I started talking about it on Monday. I started saying that the podcast, the first thing I said Monday was that the podcast will be starting later. And um, then as time has passed, I've slowly uh, put out a little bit more information. 
but not that much. There's a little bit more on Patreon, but uh, really not a lot. I, I've, uh, you know, I can't really. Jimmy writes, do you plan on getting fired from the new job? So the suggestion being that a person would be hired and then plan on getting fired. So if I'm answering honestly, no, I don't plan on getting fired, but I have never planned on getting fired. So Michael Gray may or may not have a new friend that he has something in common with. I don't understand what you're saying there. This has nothing to do with Michael Gray. That was all a joke. Because I've gotten him fired twice. The first one was when he was doing this show on GRD. And boy, that was bad. It was one of the worst. I remember... I remember uh, Phil Catlett, and if anybody knows Gray, make sure he hears this. Phil Catlett and Bobby Duncan reached out to me in New Jersey about taking that job. And them explaining what was going on on GRD, I was like, what? That's what they do every day. Now, the woman on there, Stephanie Webb, total keeper. But if you listen to Gray for any amount of time, you're like, what a narcissistic fucking prick. What the fuck? So we were like, well, this is the, the bar is set so low. This guy's a piece of shit. And then off we went. Upon getting shit canned, uh, from GRD, iHeart was not interested. They didn't have any money. Cumulus said, we don't have anywhere to put you. And then they called back immediately and they said, we got an idea. And I said, what? I said, we're going to fire Michael Gray. Nobody likes him anyway. And he sucks. We're going to put you on the sports talk radio station. I go, well, thank God for him. I owe Michael Gray a lot for being shit. Because if Michael Gray wasn't such a pile of shit and the worst broadcaster in history, I would not have gotten two gigs. Had they put any uh, mentally disturbed person on the air in his place, it would have been a better show than what Michael Gray could do. He is the worst. I've never heard anybody worse in broadcasting than Michael Gray. He makes Ben look like Rush Limbaugh. Poor Ben getting some shrapnel on that deal. Uh, By the way, today, I got a tip uh, about something that we can cover on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. As you know, we like to review bits and pieces of the X's and Bros show, Ben's radio show. The one that we're going to uh, review on Thursday, the great tubing bit, Anthony's first time hearing you can tube down a ski hill. 
Who are these exes and bros? Cole says there's a couple of unemployed producers out there. You could hire Joe and Justin. Blue State Rob says they did put a mental case in Michael Gray's place, according to sexy voice Andrea. Cole says, sorry, forgot that Joe isn't unemployed. He retired. Ben Glaze says, what a buffoon, LOL. You can follow me uh, at Ryan Elke, at the Ben Glaze. Uh, hey, gentlemen, how was the ride into work? What's the weather like where you are? Uh, let's bring in Dad for Dear Meathead. I'm wondering if at some point the new audience will be exposed to Dad on Dear Meathead. I don't know. That would be that's a good question. Hello. Hey, how are you, Dad? I'm okay. How about you, son? Never better. Uh, welcome to a Wednesday morning. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's a sunny day, and it's dear meathead time, and everybody's excited about you. Oh, <laughs> you know what? This is wonderful that uh, people can do what they're doing with me. <laughs> well, yeah. Really? I mean, uh, you're 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 a star. We got we got your face on a T-shirt. People, uh, people love you. Uh, you are you are what's described as a national treasure, in my opinion. Oh, I love every one of your audience. Yeah, they uh, they love you. They love both of you very much too. I'm uh, I, I'm I'm glad that we decided to do this so long ago and uh, and continue to do it to this day. You know, oh, it's really I look forward to this. Right on. Hey, Dad. Um, we are. Uh, well, God, now just a handful of weeks away from the big 90th birthday party. And wow. if, yeah, everybody's getting ready. This is uh, this is a great, great celebration. And then Joanne, what are, are we talking a couple years after? We'll be doing the same thing for you. Isn't that right? Yes. No, I'm, no. I'm only 65. Of course. Yeah, that was a dumb thing for me to say. That was That was silly of me. I'll tell you what, she does not have age. I know, I know. Well, that entire um, um, lineage, uh, I mean, I, I take a look and I see, I just compared Joanne to her daughters and they all look like sisters. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. You know, you know who told me that, Joanne? Uh, my, uh, my brother, Michael, who, you know, um, yeah, it was, it was not that long ago. And I forget, it was at some gathering. And he said to me, he goes, he said to me, he goes, what is it with Joanne that she's, she has like, I mean, most people, when they get uh, older, their beauty fades. He goes, she is really, really pretty. And I've often told you the same thing. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. she, Joanne is just a doll. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so true, though. And I tell you the same thing. It's like, look at your beauty. I mean, you are, you don't look like you're the age that you are. It's fantastic. How do you do that? I'll tell you what. She is a really youthful-looking woman. I don't have time to worry about it. <laughs> That's what I love. That's what I love. Uh, all right. 
Nathan has a question. He writes, Dear Meathead. Hello, Nathan. He says, Our neighbor has a cat that attacks my kids when they're playing in the yard. What do I do? Whoa, 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 whoa. What is happening? So his kids will be playing in the front yard, and I guess the cat, the neighbor's cat, will attack the kids. Oh, boy. Or shoot him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell the neighbor if you can't control your cat, I'm going to take care of that permanently. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I think that 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 might be a little much, but yeah, there, yeah there's got to be yeah. there's got to be a happy medium there where you can. Uh, I mean, Jesus, I don't know. It's I mean, it's if if the kids are getting scratched, you might want to call law enforcement. You what know? if uh, you try to play with them? cats are a little strange sometimes you know and they and they can and sometimes cats can be vicious they can really mess you up Um, well i don't know i've never had any experience with them but i i would not want to hurt them no of course not of course not um but yeah i think you might be better off first of all reasoning um politely and you know not not getting too agitated and then maybe uh if you need to uh, have a meeting with him and uh, I don't know the local uh, local cops maybe. I don't know. You know we have a couple of ditches in here. One on each side of the house. Uh, it's it opens into the street. Oh okay. I don't know what what got me going quite some time ago. That uh, on a nice dry day like this and sunny and. I'd go sit at the, in a ditch there. And pick dandelions. And, uh, no. And this animal would come up and sit alongside of me. That was a dog, bro. A dog. It was a dog. That's right. Well, I don't know. I don't remember what the heck it was. Are you sure it wasn't, it wasn't like a possum or a raccoon? No. It was just a dog. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, it's like a ditch in here for. Uh, yeah, I, I I remember. I, I mean, I, I remember where that ditch is. So you're you're basically sitting in the ditch, and the dog sitting next to you. And I, yeah, I'll, I'll start giving her some food, and then uh, hey, I mean friends. Um. Uh, so the the idea being that perhaps, uh, you are like a friend to the animal. Maybe that's what this guy can do. I think so. Uh, that that's that's doable. I think. Yeah, maybe just try being friends with the cat. You say, "Here, pussy cat. Here, pussy cat." Well, yeah. I don't know. How just long? Have have, how long have you been friends with this dog, and have you seen the dog since? You just make. Huh? It was summertime. Maybe summertime. All right, all right. So maybe this summer you can spend some more time with that dog. Yeah. All right. I, I just, I love to, I, I welcome that. I know you do. I know you love dogs. I mean, I, I know you don't want a dog, but you, you, you love dogs. But I want them to hang around, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, all right, let's see. 
Okay, here's one for you. Tim writes this. What what, what is the name? His name is Tim. Oh, okay. Hello. And uh, Tim's son uh, is in the has is kind of sick. He's in the hospital, but he's recovering. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, in addition to that, his dad, Tim's dad, is in a so his son's in one hospital, and his dad is in another hospital fighting an infection so he's going through a lot right now tim is uh he says i'd like to go see my dad but i'm worried that his infection could get him sick and then make his son sick he said do i leave my son's hospital and go see my dad and risk it or do i just stay by my son's bedside so you got the kid might be sick or it does have an infection and then the dad who's also sick He's afraid about going back and forth and making them even more sick. What should he do? I think they should. She should stay away from. Stay away from from dad because dad's older, right? I think that's a good idea. That's that's a yeah. pra- a pragmatic approach. Really, keep away until you get. Is he going to heal? Is it whatever his sickness is? Uh, he, he he just said he's sick. He didn't say anything more than that. I I I would hope that. Uh, you know he's he's going to make a full recovery, but I I I would kind of uh, err on the side of caution on that one, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would too. Yeah, uh, would want that. Uh, I remember oh, I remember when you uh you uh you you got an infection once, and it almost it almost it was a really bad thing. I don't know how it it had to do with a catheter. You got a really bad infection one time, and that can be uh, a real bummer. But uh, yeah, I, I thank God you pulled through. Do you actually remember that, Dad, when that happened? I really don't remember that. Oh, that was a rough one. I remember Mike Stong called me. I was out of town. He said, "This is bad. This is really bad." And you you pulled through though. You're a pretty tough guy, tough old guy. I have to admit, you've been through a lot. You know, like fall, well, I don't know. falling out of trees. Yeah, it fell out of trees. And, uh, oh. That I do. I, I remember. Holy oh, cow. Yeah, thank well, my back. I know it. You were in the hospital for a long time. And I had sepsis. <clears throat> yep. That's what I was talking about. That's what almost killed you was the sepsis. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the catheter. Right. That was after your heart surgery. Yep. Yep. I remember that one because... The conversation I had with you, I was—I remember where I was. I was at the uh, softball diamonds watching my kids play. And I was talking to you on the phone. And you said, hey, hey, guy, uh, I got shortness of breath and my arm hurts. I go, well, I, I think there's an issue. I think you got to call a doctor. And you're like, ah, no, no, no. And then you said, don't tell Jimmy. So then I immediately told Jimmy. I don't know Jimmy is. Uh... <laughs> Be, be nice. So. Be nice. <laughs> be nice. No, he was right. He was right. Hey, I saw him. Uh, he's down 20. He is down 20 pounds. He is. Oh, my. Hey, I'm so. Oh, yeah. I'm so proud of him. Uh, Mike has a question. He's talking chainsaws. All right. All right. Now, he writes, uh, I just got a, a nice new chainsaw okay. uh, his question is is um is a ripping chain necessary for cutting against the grain 
I don't. I don't even. I don't even know what that means. He says, "Is a ripping chain necessary for cutting against the grain?" Do you know what that even means? Because I don't. I don't even know grain. What kind of grain is? Uh, yeah. Are we talking? I I think he's talking about the wood grain. Um, and because it's not, it's nothing else you're going to use it on. I always thought you just fire it up and cut the tree. Isn't that what you do? Well, I would. Yeah, that's the way it is. He has another question. He says, how important are protective chaps? <laughs> Wait a minute. What is that? Pretty important. He says, how important are protective chaps? You know, a pair of chaps? You put on a pair of chaps? Yeah. Well, I think it's very important. So those are the uh, things that go on your legs and to keep you, keep you from cutting your leg off. Who's somebody in the family does that? Yeah, Eric. Eric. <laughs> Eric does it. Yeah, I got those orange chaps. You got to put those. Yeah, when you would use a saw, you do it with uh, uh, bare feet, no shirt, shorts. <laughs> well, I said it. Uh, if I know that it's there, I'm not going to get my leg right in front of it. Oh man, I don't know. That's uh, you know. Sometimes you, you know, I I'm so bad at it. I I wore the stuff and I still hurt myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. I know you, you were very cautious. Yeah, it's definitely important to have the protective chaps. Yes, you still go out in the woods and cut down trees. Oh, more so than ever. More oh, so I, than ever. Um, you know, I haven't, been, I haven't been out there in grilling. I don't know what it's all about. Well, you go, uh, you go twice a year. I was there once. No, you was not. You go, you go at the beginning of the, at the end of the spring in, uh, for Memorial Day and sometimes 4th of July and sometimes you go three times a year for the, and once for the color change. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what we should do? We should do uh, a deal where we go canoeing. I know uh-huh. we gotta do it again because nowadays no. Nobody... Oh, that was uh, oh my god. Yeah, but that was when we were drunk. We used to just sit there and get hammered. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh brother. Oh boy. Yeah, that was that was that was good stuff. We got that is like the uh, canoeing. Grayling is like the canoeing mecca of the world. You know they have oh, a big they have a big canoeing yeah. marathon. Well, yeah, it is. In fact. Um, People should go over there and do that just for the fun of it. Exactly, exactly. All right, so I'm looking forward to that. And Josh finally has a question about buying a small business. Dad, are you ready for this? He wants to buy. Yeah. He wants to buy a small business. However, um, the uh, guy who wants to sell him the business showed him the numbers, which those numbers are like um, how much money the business makes. Okay, he says yeah. he says those numbers seem a little off, a little bit mysterious. He says, should that be a sign to get out of this deal, or should I just slow down and investigate a little more? So basically, he's telling him, oh yeah, you're gonna get rich if you buy my business from you. And then Josh takes a look at it and says, I don't know, that's not adding up in my head. I don't see how he could possibly. He might just be trying to sucker me into buy this thing. What should Josh do, Dad? Get rid of it. Just say, forget it. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, listen. Stuff like that takes time. It takes all kinds of things, and you you have to be ready for it. Uh, it's a pain in the neck. I always, uh, I'm like, you know, I don't know about buying a business if you have to work it to death. You know, I mean, if I buy a business, I would want somebody, I would want to have enough money to have somebody do it for me, you know, because I don't want to, like, if you buy a restaurant, you work like 20 hours a day. You see, yeah, you're, you're attached to that business. Yeah. Yeah. So I get, I think Josh, you should, I think Josh should really, really step carefully, uh, sleep on it more than once processes slowly don't rush into it have somebody else read up on what you're reading uh ask questions to this guy and you know if it doesn't pass the sniff test don't be afraid to just cut and run you know sure when you're buying a business you actually own it <laughs> you 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 own the business. You you're involved in it. You can't do anything else except attach that uh, that business. No hell no. I would never want to do that. Yeah, I know that uh, that that asks for a, that's a lot of uh, time and energy that some people just aren't prepared for. Uh, it's, it's for somebody that doesn't have anything in life to do it but that. Um. Dad, I uh, speaking of business, I uncovered a speech that you hand typed in 1971, and you um, spoke to your peers in the insurance industry. After you were like a keynote speaker, uh, you know, you're probably like 34 years old, 33 years old at the time. Um, uh, addressing them about what they need to do to be a success in the life insurance business. And I have that speech here at the house, Dad. Wow. I don't remember it. Yeah, that's a long time ago. I wouldn't expect anybody to remember something from 50 years ago or so. But um, you, in it, you, uh, I tell you what, I'm going to throw a name at you. See if you remember this name. It'll only be pertinent to you and Joanne. Mike Queen. Yes. Oh, my God. You remember Mike Queen, don't you? He's one of your co-workers in yeah. life in Virginia. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Yes. We were really oh. tight. You guys were pals for life. You'd go out to the bar on Cass and Bobian, and then you'd come yes. stumbling in. Oh, my God. And I'd like to know what happened to him. He died. Mr. He died? Yes, Mr. Queen passed. Yes, sir, he did. Oh, my God. But, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, he was a friend. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was great reading all that stuff. I'm going to, I, one day I'll share that with people. I'll, I'll share it with you, I'm too. You brought that up. I really, really am. You had, uh, the insurance, I have another thing. They used to publish uh, a intercompany newspaper. Like called the Life of Virginia News or something like that. And you were like the employee of the year. And there's a picture of you there with all of your uh, accomplishments. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so You're like 35 years old. I could You look so young. It's unbelievable. Wow. Listen, that's that's it's been life. It's been life. It has been life. It has been life. And, Dad, I want to look back at the uh, amazing things you said today. Uh, that you said you are a friend of the dog when you're sitting in the ditch. Oh, yeah. 
I remember that. That dog would come. I mean, actually, it would wait for me to come up there so I can jump in that ditch. She's right next to me. Absolutely. I want to be there one day when that happens. Oh, my God. And then you pointed out how uh, so so uh, poignantly that when you buy a business, you own it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The good and the bad. And, and all of it. You own all of it. When you buy it, all of it. you own it. That's absolutely yeah. true. Okay. Hey, you know, I love you guys. I'll be seeing you very soon. Sunday, March 17 at Stong's. We're going to have a heck of a birthday party. All right. All right. That's awesome, eh? Okay. I will talk to you guys later on. As always, I appreciate you. All right. I'll be looking forward to see you guys and your families. And, uh, well, just enjoy life. You got it. Okay. Talk to you later on. Uh, thank you so much for getting in touch with me, buddy. <laughs> and my heart. You got I love you guys. Love you. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. There we go. Dear Meathead. Kenny writes, quote, when I'm sitting in this ditch, I'm a friend of the dog. Sounds like the beginning of a country music song or something. Gunner, if Gunner is listening. We could say, Gunner, we need a song. When I'm sitting, need to start out with when I'm sitting in the ditch, I'm a friend of the dog. Oh my God, I don't know if you can base a whole song on that. Um, I actually, we, when I was on Freebird and Outwings, there was a time when Gunner was in the orchard driving his John Deere and he was listening to us. And I don't remember the context. It's pointless to even try to bring it up. But, um, I was talking about how I'm not perfect. And my comment was, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not Jesus. And then uh, Freebeer said, you're the one he died for. And then Gunner sent me an email that he was listening to us when he sent that. And he said that when he heard that, he stopped the tractor, got out, ran to the house, rolled the recording and wrote the song, I Guess I'm the Reason Why Jesus Died. True story. Uh, I need to get a copy of that. He sent me a copy of that. I guess I'm the reason why Jesus died. Oh, holy shit. Uh, I wonder if I got I to gotta reach out. You know, I'm just going to call him. I'm just going to call him. Uh, that's how I roll on this show. He's kind of like a silent listener. You know, when you think he's not listening, he actually is. I wonder what he does in the winter months. And it's been just way too long since we've talked to him. Uh, Ben says do it. He's got a new album coming out this year. Come on, man. Oh, I'm so happy you picked up. How are you? Oh, man, I'm good. Uh, I probably don't have much for service right here on the farm. That's okay. That's okay. I'm podcasting right now. I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you remember the song with that I helped you write? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About Danny or Benny? The no, no. Dog? No, no, no. This was I, um, uh, I'm the reason Jesus died. 
Oh, yeah. You got to get me that again, even if you have to strum it out and record it again. I, I know you did a demo, but if that's available, I need that. Yeah, I got an old demo. I'll get it to you. Okay, you have an album coming out this year. Uh, I got a new song coming out soon. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you had an album coming out this year. Okay, I want in on hey, that. You're going to need that for that country radio station you're going to be on. Oh, right? oh no, no. But I, I'm, I'm banking on you being in the big old country radio I station. I tell you what. You're take me to the top. I tell you what. It's not country, but I can play Gunner and the Grizzly Boys because I can do what I want on the show. I was told That's that. That's what I like to hear. But I will play Gunner and the Grizzly Boys on that radio station. I can promise you that. All right. That, that's, that's, you just confirmed. Gunner and the Grizzly Boys hired Eric Zane. That's the big news. Yep. You can count he's on a, it. <laughs> he's our rep. I love you forever. I'll, I'll email it to you soon. All right. Peace. I better hear it. Yeah. Hey, I, I, okay. Let's talk to this here. I had one more question for him. I wanted to ask, what do you do on the farm in uh, in the winter? He is an unbelievable farmer. Uh, I have to have him explain it again. But Gunner pioneered a type of um, far- apple farming that has become like patented. Like he came up with a way to increase the yield in an apple orchard through one minor tweak as the tree is growing. Like early on in the stage of the growth of the tree, years before it's going to produce fruit, he developed some fucking technique that not only has it been adopted here and he patented it, it was adopted overseas So where like farmers that at one point had a certain number of apples per year that they would produce or bushels of apples has been able to increase their yield exponentially with creating a huge amount more of apples that they can um, grow and make money on. He like he did that. Nyblad Orchards. And uh He's just an absolute wizard. I'll never forget Gunner, um, like 25 years old. He takes over the orchard and um, he gets on stage at a, uh, it was at the ballpark, local minor league ballpark. And um, they were counting on thunderstorms to roll through. And he's up there in his shirt sleeves. You can see his farmer tan and he's doing his thing with his acoustic and uh, all the rest of the band is there. It looks fucking awesome. And people are worried about, they're like making announcements that uh, there's a storm blowing in. And he goes, ain't no storm coming. I'm a farmer. I know what to look for. No rain. And he, by God, he was right. I mean, in the distance to the West, you see like green clouds and just shaking lightning and flashing. And it looks like it's going to be the end of the world. And he goes, he takes a look up. He like licks his finger, holds it in the air, uh, touches his hair. No storm. I'm a farmer. I know. No rain. And that son of a bitch was right. Ben says, play standard American now for those that don't know his music. Hmm. I wonder if I'd get a YouTube ticket. 
I am willing to roll the dice, Ben Glaze. Standard American. Okay. I am willing to roll the dice. Okay, video. And this will be good because I got to go tinkle. This will actually work. Past two months, I've... I want to hear it too, though. Uh, Amanda says, you're not on YouTube right now. Well, that should help. That should help. Sometimes, though, Twitch gets fussy. But I, I roll the dice all the time. I really do. That's his farm. <laughs> Look at that place. Starts out with Gunner atop a hay bale. He killed what he ate and brewed what he drank. Listen to Cole, Jerry, Reed, and Hank. A bear of a man hardly left the woods. A six foot four solid rock when he stood. He'd hunt with a hatchet in his own bare hands. Refused welfare, only lived off the land. Drove an 87 died straight pipes out the back. Stocked his house with whitetail rats. He's a rebel. A redneck. Grew up in the sticks. A standard American. Song bitch. Shirt says Val, but his real name's Fred. Got grease on his hands and sweat on his head. Pants soiled black and arms all scarred. Knuckles more busted than his credit card. Spends weekdays working under the hood. He's got mouths to feed and he knows he should. Come Friday at five, he'll collect that pay. Pop a top on a cold one at the end of the day. He's blue collar. A sinner. We can't decide which. A standard American song bitch. You can call me a redneck, call me a hick. Say I'm a drunk, messed up, just a bit. But the flag I fly's got the stars and stripes. Test my freedom, I'll be down for a fight. We're the fat bone blue collar work. Hot on his heels, running them roads and say JT ain't a city limit sign that he hasn't seen. Grinding them gears heavy down the line, he's enslaved to the law, the law and time. Make it home for two days sleep, then it's back to his cockpit and air ride seat. He's a driver, a highwayman, loves his woman and two kids, a standard American. Some bitch. He ain't heard 
too good since 67 Flew a chopper nicknamed the Stairway to Heaven Got an M16 hacks up black tar Vietnam plates on the back of his car He don't talk too much and he don't waste words When he does you damn sure better know he's heard A ponytail little thin up top Rolls his own for 10 cents a pop He's a soldier A veteran Beat up a bit a standard American song bitch. You can call me redneck, call me a hit. Say I'm a drunk, messed up, just a bit. But the flag I fly's got the stars and stripes. Test my freedom, I'll be down for a fight. We're the fat bone blue collar work. There we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. That's the first time I've ever actually sat. I've listened to the song a million times. But uh, I, I've never like sat and watched the fucking video. Uh, Florida Man 814 says, how is this not a hit? Well, you'd be surprised. Um, like if you were to look that up on Spotify, um, the amount of listens on that is, uh, I think it's uh, pretty pretty prominent uh let's see i guess i can't see but anyway um yeah I've, I've, as i've seen as i've known it to be a lot of people love that song uh this is actual country compared to what is on the radio yeah yeah well that's kind of the thing of that band you you should check them out uh gunner and the grizzly boys they uh they are they're really really great they're a great band especially live oh so fantastic. Um, Kenny says Twitch will just mute that part in your show on demand later. Oh, I see. That was a great suggestion, Ben. That's what uh, one of you said. Uh, Gunner is great. Great truck driving song. Uh, Kenny says, I don't even like country music, but I love Gunner. Uh, I, I like when he, uh, when we're talking to him. I'm like, yeah, you, uh, you know, that song that I, that I helped you write. And he's like, no, oh yeah. The, uh, the Benny song. I go, no, not the Benny song. He's Benny, the wonder dog, Benny, the wonder dog, Benny, the one night wonder dog, Benny, the one night dog, Benny, the one night dog, Benny, the one night wonder Fucking hippie, take a shower, hippie, smelly shit, hippie, dirty fucking hippie. Corey writes, you can really hear that, hear the MAGA coming through. Well, yeah, I don't know about the political leanings of the band. Uh, I think you'd be surprised, but 
I think they keep that pretty buttoned up. You'd be surprised at uh at their at their leanings. Like, and by the way, uh, everybody in the band has like a real job. Like one guy's a lawyer, the other guy's an accountant. Gunner's a fucking farmer. Um, there's no doubt though that if you opened up a Trump rally with that song, I mean, in a perfect world, Trump's going to hear that song and he's going to make it his anthem. And you better let him. You absolutely want that. You want to make millions of dollars. Gunner is in the business of money. I'll tell you right now, if I wrote that song and Trump said to me, hey, I want to use that song, uh, you better let him. I absolutely, people would say, well, EZ, would you let Trump do that? And I would say, well, yeah, of course I would. Well, I thought you don't like Trump. Well, I don't give a fuck if he uses my song. I want, I want, I want to eat, God damn it. I want a fucking, I need a new motorhome. Fuck that shit. I'll sell it to him. You're goddamn right I'll sell it to him. Kyle says, doesn't Kenny also have a song? Yeah, Pellerito did one to that song. I think it was stupid. Um, the hippie song is the best. He needs to flesh it out more. Corey says, it's just fun to assume all country is MAGA. Basically, same talking points. Oh, without a doubt. And then in that that video, <laughs> the gratuitous titty and ass shots. It's like, you know how they like... Uh, when they're editing it together, they've got all that footage of Gunner standing on hay bales and playing with, you know, uh, symbols stacked on tires. And then hot chick standing up there and various shots of her asshole. It's like, all right, we got to get more tits in this. More ass is necessary in this video. Um, so I think that the band is well aware of what moves the meter. Old guys doing blue collar jobs. Okay. And especially at the end, uh, uh, he ain't, uh, uh, what is it? He ain't felt too good since 67. Flew a chopper called the stairway to heaven. Something, something hacks up black tar. Vietnam plates on the back of his car. You know, those are the veterans that you're like, hey, man, when it comes to veterans, like he was in the shit. He was, you know, get some, get some. You just don't lead him so much. <laughs> those are the veterans that I want to be around. Hi, my name is Kelly, Megan's Kristen, and I'm the sponsor of the Eric Zane podcast when discussing sexual acts of a minor. It's protected to be to speak sexually about a seven-year-old girl. If you would like to see the sexual acts of a minor, I'm just trying to get some sexual acts of a minor from whoever. Um, several seven-year-old girls have already backed out. I'm a veteran, but I would really like sexual acts of a seven-year-old girl, and I would just like sexual acts of a minor. Thank you very much for your understanding and your time. Uh, that is uh, no one we know. Person goes by Kelly Megan Kristen. That's who that is. Weird audio. It sounded strange to me. 
All right. Um, I think, how did we get on this, this, uh, how did we go down this rabbit hole? I'm, I'm thinking back. We had my dad on. And somehow I mentioned the song. I don't know why I mentioned, I guess I'm, I guess I'm uh, the reason why Jesus died. I do not recall. If any of you know, please put it in the chat as to why I brought that up. I don't remember. Isn't that weird? I'm telling you, you see the psychosis on a regular basis. I don't recall why I brought that up, but I did. That led to calling Gunner. That led to Ben's suggestion that we play Standard American. And now here we are. And voila, the show's almost over. Okay, I got to go pee again. Sorry, I'll be back. Oops. All right, cow fade. Gunner, Johnny on the spot, has already sent me uh, the song, I'm the Reason Jesus Died. Okay, I am stoked about this. Okay, here we go. Let's check it out. Just audio here. Just audio. Grandma said, don't use that language. You're a well-raised Christian boy. You should know better from all the lessons you learned. I sing his praises to the youth across country. These days it's a secular basis, less of him and more for me. I believe, yeah, there's a heaven, just wish it wasn't so far out of reach. From the smoke and beer and sawdust, I close the bar and forget to
Gutter and the Grizzly Boys, uh, writing credit, Eric Zane, and Mr. Freebeer, I believe. Cole says, future in Zane Asylum appearance. Uh, let's see. The reason why we got to this was because I was talking about my dad sitting in a ditch with a dog. Kenny says the same thing because of me suggesting Meathead began a country song. That's exactly what happened. But Ben reworded the quote even better with, when I'm sitting in the ditch, I'm a friend of this bitch. When I'm sitting in the ditch, I'm a friend of this bitch. That's fantastic. Holy shit, is that awesome. Tell Gunner. Idea for the new EC segment, Zane's Music Review. I love it. I love the idea of EZ's music review. That's kind of like a callback to the old lose-lose music review, which I would listen to the music and then write a review for. It's the same goddamn thing. Tyler says, this is so much better than that whiny ginger Anthony Oliver or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, no, that's ridiculous. Oliver Anthony is his name and he's fucking awesome. That's bullshit. I really love Oliver Anthony. Uh, Corey writes one of those weirdo green characters. I don't know what that means. And then he said, Jesus died from cringe. And then he put one of those laughy faces because he thinks he's funny. Uh, Corey adds this place in country fairs across the state. Well, he loved that. Kenny says I could submit some songs for review. No, I don't know if I want, like, your suggestions of, like, established artists. I would want to do it for, like, people who actually make the music. Jimmy suggests a songwriting contest on the show. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps on the new Eric Zane radio show. That would be something. I don't know. It's possible. Anything's possible. Everything's on the table. Uh, I, I had read it wrong. County fairs. Yeah, I, I get it. That's what I, uh, I said country, but I, I knew what you meant. County fairs. Um, this plays in county fairs across the state. Yeah, they, they'd love that. They would still love it. It's still, it's still not funny though. So thanks for adding that. Uh, Oliver Anthony song lyrics. Wow. I'm sad about stuff. Wow. Says Tyler. Uh, Corey's still trying to do the jokes, though. He right now he writes maybe someday a state fair. I'll give you credit, even though you're not funny, you keep trying to be funny. That's that's the big takeaway here. You don't give up. The stick-to-itiveness on your part is remarkable. Um, you'll actually take the same joke 
and repackage the unfunny multiple times. And you're like, is that, you get it? You get it? I said, instead of a county fair, I changed it to state fair. Ah! Is that, uh, uh, nobody's like, uh, everybody hates me? What? Corey says, I laugh equals success. Well, most people don't laugh at their own jokes. Most don't. Okay. Um, but that's just me. If I say a joke and you catch me laughing at it, that's, that's a bad look. You don't want, if I say it, I don't want to laugh at it. And if I laugh at it, that's me. Uh, it's not a good formula. It's not a winning formula. You don't want to be cracking up at your own jokes. You want to say them and move on. You don't want to say, say them and then wait for someone to laugh. You don't want to laugh at your own shit. You just want to say them. If they laugh, they laugh. If they don't, fuck it. Who gives a shit? So if you laugh and that's what you're here for, then all right. Cole writes, go back to denying mass shootings. That was funny. Exactly. You realize you have a historic uh, moment on this show. Like I indicated before, there are historic moments on the show. And one of them was um, your misstep of saying that the Kansas City Chiefs parade shooting was, in fact, not a mass shooting. And from someone who likes to uh, make himself seem like he's smart, it was one of the more uh, stupid things that I've ever heard in my life. I didn't even know what to do with that one. I mean, my God. It was so bad. Um, Ashley even called you out. And then you got into some, like, there was some little crybaby match between you two. I think you got, for the first time, you actually seemed rattled by all of it. And you started, like, calling her a whore and things like that. It was really ugly. A bad look by you. Bad form all the way around. You don't go around calling people a whore. I say that to Ashley, too. Ashley called, was saying terrible things uh, to Amanda. I was like, you can't, you can't say that, you know? And look, he even triples down. He says, yeah, Ashley is a dumb bimbo, so who cares? That is not true at all. And Ashley is a very dear friend of mine. So I don't, I like her a lot more than I like you. All right. We have uh, gone in so many different directions today. I want to thank A&E Heating and Cooling. Joe Martinez is just basking in the afterglow of a third granddaughter. Okay? Half Mexican, a quarter Chinese, and a quarter Italian. Wow. Just hang the United Nations flag in front of your house. Reach out to Joe for anything heated and cooling related at 616-516-8579. He's the best. When you need your car fixed, you go to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. You can find them at 616-532-6600. If you are in West Michigan, this is the place. Trusted source. Family, veteran, lady owned. That's right. 616-532-6600. You can find them online, ervines.com. I have a medical cannabis dispensary that I've partnered with. They are Green Medicine Shop in Greenville, Michigan. You can get all the information you need about them 
on their website, thegreenmedicineshop.com. If you partake, I would like you to buy from them. Well, you see, I get my stuff from a recreational facility. And it's like right around the corner. Okay, a couple things. First of all, my sponsors need you. When they entrust with me in getting their message out, they're counting on me being able to deliver them an audience. That's you. If you want my show to survive, please support the sponsors. Even if it means making a little trip north of GR to Greenville, Michigan, and going into this medical cannabis dispensary. There are advantages to that. It's a cleaner burn when you light up. A lot less yeast, a lot less mold in medical cannabis than recreational. There is no 10% excise tax on medical cannabis. And there are legal advantages to when you consume and you have a medical card. They will explain all of that when you see them in person. They are very knowledgeable as to what they are doing there. A fantastic looking establishment too, inside and out. Very, very clean. Everybody is so knowledgeable and respectful. You will love them at Green Medicine Shop. They just had their four-year anniversary uh, last week. Congrats to them on that. Uh, get your, medic, your med card if you don't have it by going to their website, thegreenmedicineshop.com. Take you just a handful of minutes when you click on where it says get your med card. And for the $90 it costs to get your med card, if you don't have it and you get it through that means, you'll get a $100 in-store credit. So you end up ahead on the deal. And that's at my sponsor, Green Medicine Shop. So buy your 2.5 ounces that you can legally transport in the great state of Michigan and go home. Get your hair cut at King's Room Barbershop. I know I need mine cut. I'm due. Three locations. Northland Drive, Caledonia, and Wyoming, Michigan at 821 36th Street next to the costume room. Spelled with a K. Um, that's the one I go to. Go to uh, kingsroombarbershop.net for all of the particulars about their hours, any type of specials. Uh, I think I said it wrong. It is, in fact, kingsroom.net, not kingsroombarbershop.net, kingsroom.net for all of these specifics about um, hours and things like that. They are just awesome. 19 bucks is what it's going to set you back. If you're a guy, you get your hair cut at King's Room. Or if you're a chick who likes long hair. I'm sorry. I'm just talking out of my ass here. If you're a chick who likes short hair is what I meant to say. It's like I'm stoned. Jesus. Uh, Jimmy throws out a very childlike statement. He says, I hope Eric doesn't like his new audience better than us. Um, That's ridiculous. Okay, everybody's going to be all in there together. Uh, So don't sound like a zaniac there. There's no rivalry. It's just where there's more of us now. Come on now. Joe Martinez has actually three grandchildren now. I'm sorry, six grandchildren now. Three of them are grandsons. Three of them are granddaughters. I think, or am I getting that wrong? He wrote, there are six granddaughters now and three grandsons. Holy shit, I'm getting that all messed up. That's a lot, buddy. 
You need to uh, uh, have them all move in with you. That's uh, like into your home. That's a, that, that'll really be like living La Vida Loca Mexican style. Uh, Aram writes, if those Gunner songs aren't hits, then it means nothing to have a hit song. You are right. Aram says they won't hear Eric Zane. They will be fans of Eric Zane-Tunian. Pretty accurate. Uh, pretty accurate. If you're going to, first of all, there's no way the pure Eric Zane on the podcast can be on the radio. Those two do not jive. You do not, there's no way, you know, uh, I'm not going to touch politics. I'm not going to touch, like, for example, the times when I talk about abortion on here, like when I say, yeah, I am all for uh, supporting women to murder their babies. That's something you would never hear on the radio. That's a great joke, but it's something you would never hear on the radio. At least I don't foresee that. I mean, they would fucking have a heart attack. The bosses. Or if I talked about, like, my views on politics, yeah, that is just not going to work. That is a, that's why podcasting has a leg up on uh, radio because, you know, you have a mixed bag of audience. With podcasting, it's different. You seek out the content for just what's in my brain. That's why you're here. The radio station is different. There's a lot of other variables and there's a lot more people who have stuff at stake. So I don't want to jeopardize anything that could, you know, make people think, oh, fuck, this guy's too much. So you, you're definitely going to get a more tempered version of that. And I even had to go out of my way to tell the bosses, yeah, the podcast is different. And they're like, yeah, if, if you talk about the podcast, make sure you say it's R-rated. It's like, I don't even feel like I have to talk about the podcast, at least not initially at all. If I were ever to talk about the podcast, I would say, so there's another dark side to me and it's horrible. That's why I describe that all the time. I say voted five years in a row, America's worst podcast. I say that jokingly, but there's not many shows that are like mine that talk as much shit as I do. Jimmy has a great question. I get asked this all the time. Is it hard to switch your style from podcast to the radio? No, um, believe it or not, it's not at all. Um, it, it, I, I don't know why, but uh, like when I'm on the radio with Bill, um, first of all, I'm sidekicking. That's different than hosting. So sidekick on the radio is different than host on the radio. I'll be hosting that show um, second week in March, the huge show. That's different than sidekicking. You have to. Uh, but it, everything's different. Everything is different. You have to have a different, um, there's a different set of rules for each one of those jobs. Um, Aram says, my understanding is that radio is more challenging for him due to the time restraints. Well, what you have to do, like in the case of this radio station, being that it's music intensive, you can't really unpack something and put a fine point on something for extended time. So the ability on podcasting to like, I mean, time is not an issue at all. 
it's a little different. Now, that doesn't mean that over time, if the conversation is more of a draw than the music, then you start to increase the conversation, what you have to say. And I can do that, but it would be insanity to just start with that. You have to work up to that, especially when you're starting a show that in mornings has been the audience's used to music. They would be so pissed off. I mean, they're there to hear the music. So you got to very casually get to that point where you start to increase the amount of time that you talk. And it better be good. If you're just sitting there uh, bullshitting and saying stupid shit that means nothing, they're going to hate your guts. Aram has a good sense for this. He says, a good word economy is critical. If you've ever listened to me when I do um, music intensive stuff on Big 101.3, it won't be quite that strict. But because, you know, you got to do a lot of things. Traffic and weather, which Ben Glaze knows. I could hire Ben Glaze as traffic and weather. Ben, what's going on in traffic? You can hear him beating off because he's loving it so much. Thank you for all your questions. This is getting me more excited for that show. I have a vouch store. Go to vouch.store slash Eric Zane to see the products I have for sale. There's a ton of them. Bye, bye, bye. I want you to try the Camp Craft cocktails and let me know how those are. Those look good. I wish I could drink them. Vouch.store slash Eric Zane. If you could just buy one thing on the vouch store, you'd make me and my small businesses that have partnered with me very, very happy. Thank you. And I get a little bit, a small percentage of each sale. So when you buy a toothbrush, you know, for eight bucks, I might get like eh, 40 or 50 cents. We buy, we sell enough toothbrushes. We help that small business and we help your pal easy. Impact Power Sports, they sponsor my studio. I've got them right here on my hoodie that they gave me. Impact Power Sports, MI.com. Go to their dealership in Rockford, Michigan, along 14 Mile Road. ATVs, UTVs, three-wheelers, four-wheelers, motorcycles, e-bikes, Yamaha-powered golf carts. Those are the best in the business. They sell all those amazing toys for you at Impact Power Sports. They have a um, full-service shop for you if anything breaks down that you may have existing equipment. You need to call upon Impact Power Sports online at impactpowersportsmi.com. The accountant for the EZ Show podcast is Tag Accounting, and they can be your accountant too. Uh, Reach out to them. All you have to do is head over to tagcpa.net. That is tagcpa.net for more information about getting your taxes done. From the Tax Hobbit, you can call as well, uh, 616-301. 9516 616-301-9516 for tag accounting at tagcpa.net anywhere you are in the u.s tag accounting a week from sunday grand rapids gold seven games left i cannot believe it only seven games left come on grandrapidsgold.com not this sunday but next sunday is marvel superhero day 3 p.m start oh my god you're gonna have so much fun bring the kids 14 bucks a ticket on up for your ticket choices. Not a bad seat in the house at Van Andel Arena. 
GrandRapidsGold.com. All right. Becky says her um, order came in just the other day from the Vought store. She got her old-fashioned mix and uh, the yak chews. Please give me a review of how it is. I especially like the idea of that old-fashioned. So it's a mason jar with all the uh, fruity goodness inside of it. You pour your booze in there, and then you use that when you make an old-fashioned. And it infuses the booze with this fruity goodness. And uh, my God, off you go. You fill it up once. You got eight drinks. You can make make eight old fashions. And then you can do it again and do eight more. So you can make 16 old fashions with that. That is awesome. I, I Again, I wish I wasn't such a fucking drunk so I could take part in this shit. Aram says, using good word economy is critical. I learned that from the old story, uh, old stories of Jim Kelly's sound checks. Oh, my God. Okay, easy. Hey, Jim. You got your tape? Yes. Um, okay, pop it in. Let's listen to you and see how you're doing on the new 104.5 The Bone. Classic rock that really rocks. Okay, let's listen. It's play. I, I talk for like 18 seconds. Oh, that's not bad, but uh, if you cut out these superfluous words, you could have saved yourself 0.45 seconds. And if you had replicated that 35 times over the span of five weeks, that would have uh, accumulated to two minutes and 40 seconds. You could have then played Jimi Hendrix Fire on new 104.5, the bold classic rock that really rocks you. It's all called Word Economy Easy. Yep, I got that, boss. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's just a little trick of the trade. You learn that when you've been a uh, program director at some of the biggest radio stations in the history of the planet. I'm passing off that program director... A gem of wisdom to you. So you can do it on the new 104.5, the bone classic rock that really rocks. Got it, Jim. Rebecca says that sounds like Kermit. Oh, we know. Oh, yeah, it does. I love that guy, though. Him and I go way back. I listened to that guy when I was about nine years old on WABX in Detroit. And then they started up. uh, He ended up making his way over to the Riff, Jim Kelly. And um, when I was 19 years old, I did that internship with Calvert and Karen Trombley. And Nick Demos. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Fast forward. That was in 1990. 1998. I'm living back in Midland, Michigan. After I failed at the riff. Phone rings. I pick it up. Hello. Oh, yes. Hello. Is Eric there? Uh, This is Eric. 
Is this Kermit the Frog? Is what I was thinking. I go, oh, this is Eric. Uh, hello, Eric. Uh, my name is Jim Kelly. I am the uh, program director at uh, 103.5 WIMZ in Knoxville, to Knoxville, Tennessee. How are you? I'm, I'm fine. Okay. Um, I uh, got your name from Fred Jack uh, Jacobs and Doug Podell. Uh, they have a uh, high praise for you, and I wanted to know if you wanted to be a producer on 103.5 WIMZ on the Phil and Billy show. Well, maybe. Okay, I'm going to send you a plane ticket. You come see me here in Knoxville. He had gotten shit canned and went down to Tennessee and was working at this radio station. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. That guy? Well, he's my boss. And then he gets shit canned and he winds up on 104.5 The Bone starts this radio station and they need a morning show and these two fucking college kids sent like a tape and a resume and uh one day i'm driving into work and uh i i 104.5 becomes a rock station i turn on the radio and I hear free beer and hot wings. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? We have competition. Holy fuck. I get to the work. Then uh, Billy says, yeah, that's Jim Kelly. Jim, call him up on the phone. Yeah, hey. Yeah, you, you, you just left us here at 103.5 WIMZ. What are you doing? Yeah, now I'm on 104.5. You're 103.5. I'm 104.5. And then we got free beer and hot wings. Like, yeah, fuck you, Jim. Fuck you. Fuck your mother. Fuck off. Drop dead. Six months later, I get fired and I race to the radio station to 104.5. Open up the door. There he is. The What are you doing? I just got fired. Oh, well, we can use you here. Oh, cool. So I went, I drove from one radio station to the next. Um, I'll talk to Freeman Alex. We can put you on. Okay, great. Uh, then that was on Friday, the... The 7th of September. That's when I was fired. Friday, the 7th of September, 2001. Saturday, I get a phone call. It's Burn King. Hey, let's get together. Okay, great. Get together, Eric, Chris, uh, Greg. We sniff butts. We order a pizza. Have a nice talk. Okay, yeah, well, let's figure this out. Figure out how to do the show. And that became the Lost Zane recordings. No, that became Who Are These Zanes? Sunday happens. In fact, Friday, um, I talked to those boys on the phone. And then I'm mowing the lawn. Dinah's not home. And uh, she comes walking in. And she goes, what are you home so early for? I go, well, I got fired. And she starts crying. But don't worry, I got a new job. I got, I was out of work half an hour. No big deal. Okay. Monday comes. Uh, Adam says, you didn't have to worry about non-competes back then. Uh, I guess I didn't. I guess I did not have a non-compete. Because um, we were supposed to start right after that. And then um, on that Tuesday, 9-11 happened. So everything was kind of put on hold for a little bit. And then it was a following week that I went on the air with those guys. 104.5. Thank you, Aram. Boy, the ADHD is running wild today. Uh, no, 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 no. I got to do the asshole of the day. 
Uh, who is your asshole today? Brandis says, I am so confused. I'm getting nothing but commercials, and it says I cannot subscribe again until March 16th. What the fuck kind of bullshit is this? I don't know. That is very strange, madam. I'm not sh- I wish I could help. Corey, do you know anything about that? Could you help Brandis? You like know everything there is to know about Twitch. Or maybe Kenny. Kenny's a guru on that shit. I don't know. I just, I put, I'm on the other end of it. So I can't really, I wish I could help you. Yesterday's asshole today was a Catholic church. If you didn't hear that bit about the saint of all whores, you have to hear that. Uh, Kenny says Twitch randomly Fs up like that sometimes. I suggest um, uninstalling the app. If you're on like a mobile device, uninstall. Log out, uninstall, reinstall, log in. Try that. Kenny says, happened to me. I contacted them multiple times. There was zero help. How did you eventually get it rectified? How did that clear up for you? I mean, you're telling me that it happened to you, but it's not happening to you right now. Something had to happen. How did you turn it around? Corey says subs are more expensive on mobile as well. I didn't know that. Jesus Christ. Uh, Kenny says, I didn't. They effed me over and I wasn't able to use the prime sub until that date. Oh, God. Google and Apple take a cut. They are cheaper if you buy them when you're on your computer. Okay. Sorry about that. Boy, what did we talk about today? I had one, two, three, four, f- five major things to discuss on this show that we didn't even come close to touching because we so went off on different tangents today. This happens so often. And I don't mind it. I actually like being in the moment rather than, okay, let's talk about this. Business exclusive, American Airlines pilot and Allied Pilot Association spokesman, Captain Dennis Your asshole of the day Tigris financial partners, has been Ivan chosen Feinseth. by uh, Dennis, the multi-talented Brandis. You've flown the Max Jets. Uh, what do is the you make of, of all of this? And what would you tell both the investor Oops. audience and on passengers on. who fly? Let me back that up. The asshole of the day is Twitch. I think we were hearing two things at once there that we shouldn't have. You were hearing like Fox News or something like that. My apologies. Congrats to Twitch for being the asshole of the day. Thank you for being here. Till next time, have a good one, folks. Talk to you on the Patreon. Bye-bye.